listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Yes, we welcome you in to another episode of the Full 10 Yards Podcast. It is recording on Thursday this week, week 15. Uh, it's not even started yet. We usually do this on a Friday, but today we're going a bit... Uh, bit ad hoc and we're going on a Thursday so we welcome you all in thank you all so much for joining us I hope you're all doing well and looking forward to week 15 the C I suppose it's the semi-finals of the fantasy playoffs league uh, which we established on the last uh, podcast there's not really much uh, left for us to cheer about in terms of fantasy football but one or two leagues of, you had the league there where I think it ends this week or does it start this week uh, the uh, playoffs is this week yeah um, well, I snuck into the playoffs, so I'm against the best team in the league, so <laughs> could be a one-and-done kind of scenario. Yeah. How about any of you listeners out there in your semi-finals and maybe even your championship games, good luck to you all. A couple of bits of news to get through before we get to all the Week 15 games. Uh, head back to the previous episode on Tuesday if you want to the Thursday night football preview but I suppose there's a bit of news there in terms of running backs and injuries which we can also get to after the uh, bits of news I've got Carson Wentz uh, the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles quarterback seen uh, apparently has a fracture in his back so he's unlikely to play this week against the Rams but it might be just because he didn't want to play against Aaron Donald and do something do some more damage but it's quite quite uh, surprising actually because they're still in the thick of the playoff uh, the playoff hunt in the NFC so yeah kind of not putting their hands up in the and putting up the white flag and surrendering but uh, the Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles will be stepping in against the Rams so could be a bit of a bloodbath there in LA uh, Las Vegas is confirmed as the destination for the 2020 draft uh, which makes sense considering the uh, the Raiders will be moving there over around about that time so they're obviously making a, a big deal out of it and moving the draft there for 2020 uh, you plan on going to Vegas Lee for 2020 draft? Do you know what? I wouldn't actually mind. Um, yeah, obviously, I don't want to do that yet, but obviously, as a big draft fan, uh, wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad for to celebrate it. Mm. And the uh, NFL International Series for 2019, the home teams have been confirmed as the Chargers, the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Raiders, and of course the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lee must be happy about the Chargers coming back. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, a pretty decent chance that they'll be coming back to Wembley as well in some capacity, uh, or you know, White Hart Lane, mm. uh, you know, as another option. Mm. Um, I actually made a little bit of a prediction. I think they will come back to Wembley, and I reckon they'll play the Packers. It'd be a good game, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be a very good. Yeah. Game. yeah, yeah, and obviously the Packers have never been over, and they'll never give up home games. So it's a good way to sort of get the Packers to come to Britain and see the UK sort of soil and just, you know play a game in front of our fans. So yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, it could be anyway. Hopefully. Yeah, which is obviously one of those five teams will have the game over in uh, Mexico, in Mexico City. Uh, which I would have thought, judging by this year, they, they were supposed to have the Rams. So it could be the Rams going back over there next year just to, to kind of give them something. They usually get good games over in Mexico City. So I'd, I'd assume that the Rams head back over there. That's uh, assuming that they can get their pitches in order. So that's uh, that's the, the three main bits of news uh, ahead of tonight's game. Lee, any, any further injury news that you've heard of? Melvin Gordon's questionable, but I'd, I'd, he's on the wrong side of questionable from what I hear. Yeah, no, I don't think he's going to play, to be honest. Um, they've drafted in another running back from the practice squad um, to be like the, the third running back on the roster after um, Justin Jackson and Detrez Newsom. So yeah, not looking not looking good at all. Um, but Spencer Ware is not going to play and um, there's also uh, you know, all that doubt about Tyreek Hill as well. But, but I think he will play, but yeah. maybe be limited in some capacity. 
Yeah. Just before we move on to this week's slate of games, have you seen that um, clip from Stephen A. Smith from this oh, afternoon? It's absolutely brutal, isn't it? <laughs> I've seen some absolutely fantastic replies. It's brutal. Uh, and people having a field day with it um, yeah. on social media, including yeah. the Chargers as well. Who, um, oh, really? Ruled out um, Ladanian Tomlinson, Dan Fouts, and Lance Hall. <laughs> Brilliant. In light of Brilliant. the comments before about the Henry. Yeah, I, re- I retweeted that on our Twitter at, at Full Ten Yard. I did retweet that. It's absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, the guy, but, the guy on the right hand side space as it's all happening. Oh, yeah, it, oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, for those for those that you haven't seen it, yeah, check out either Twitter. But basically, the um, Stephen A. Smith is, is giving his preview ahead of the game on Thursday night football, and he just start, starts talking crap. And the, the yeah, they have the, all three people in the same uh, picture, if you like, side by side. And as just as Stephen A. Smith just keeps on talking, their faces just get weirder and weirder and more freaked out about what he's saying. I don't know if he timed to walk back to 2017 or 2016 or something, but um, yeah, was a very strange one. Very much worth the uh, worth a look. Quite a lot of decent uh, replies, obviously, on the timeline. Twitter does not uh, does not fail in those circumstances. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Business, is it? No, absolutely not, no. Um, but yeah, today's podcast, obviously, is a Thursday slash Friday podcast, so we're going to be going through all the best bets for Week 15 and give you uh, every game preview uh, as well, giving you some insights, maybe some fantasy uh, insight as well, and helping you get to the championship finals if it is your semi-final week. So let's start off. Don't forget there's a couple of Saturday games this week, Houston at New York Jets and Cleveland at Denver. So we'll go to those two first, Houston at New York Jets. The Jets are seven-point underdogs at home. Uh, the over-under there is 41.5. Uh, what's, your, what's your opinion on Saturday football in December, Lee? Um, yeah, I quite like it. Obviously, you get more games on the weekend. So obviously, yeah. you know, it, as long as they're meaningful games on the Saturday, yeah. um, you know, it's all the better for me, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, something to play for in both of these games. Uh, Houston at New York Jets, which we'll start on. Houston defense has uh, been the key to their wins over the last ten weeks. Obviously, they lost last week, but um, they've not been the overly, overly strong on, on offense. Deshaun Watson's had his troubles over the over the year, over the course of the season with his lungs and travelling on buses to Jacksonville and whatnot. But uh, should have another decent defense showing there. So if you, for some reason, Houston are sticking around on waivers, I actually picked them up on waivers in one league, which absolutely shocked me. Um, but yeah, should have another decent showing. On, there on defense, Sam Darnold uh, has 15 interceptions on the season, which is yeah, that just equals points on defense. Uh, Houston defense fifth in rush yards allowed and second in rush TDs allowed, so the pro, uh, top end there. So we don't start any New York Jets running backs who are also banged up. Uh, but Lamar Miller on the other side of the ball had t- he's had double digit fancy games since their bye, which has been their last four games. And New York Jets just allow uh, just under 20 points per, fancy points per game. So Lamar Miller, if you're worried about starting him, you should be okay. Should be a positive game script. Should be uh, an easy win for Houston in this one, uh, and they should uh, pretty much wrap up. Um, I think I think they're pretty much wrapped up for the postseason anyway. But this one should rubber stamp it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, back Houston this one. Get your fantasy players in for the Texans. Um, and yeah, it's going to wrap up uh, the division almost, isn't it? And I would say just look, going back to that um, under over forty one, I'd I'd go for the over to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't mind that. Um, I'd probably just stay away from the game. I'd, r- I'd rather take Houston on the handicap, I think. But if you're one of those people out there that like to do the handicap and the spread doubles because you get, get usually get around about 3-1 to because it's, it's a double, I'd probably take Houston minus 7 and then maybe over over on the over on points as well. So. Uh, yeah. Yep, that's, I think that's the 9pm 9, 9 game over here, nine half nine on a Saturday evening. So if you've got nothing better to do or you've gone out and got a bit drunk too early and, and come home a bit early, you can maybe stick that on and sober up whilst you're eating some toast or something. What's your, what's your sobering? When, what food do you eat to sober up? 
for me, just some chips, just banging chips. Ah, uh, yeah. Or maybe, chips. obviously, being a northern boy, get some gravy on the go as well. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, get that chips down. Chips and yeah. gravy, yeah. Chips, cheese and beans or just a kebab or something. Oh, kebab. I might get one of those when we uh, finish recording. Um, <laughs> so let's let's quickly wrap this up. No, I'm joking. Um, Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland at Denver is the second game on Sunday night. I think that's the early hours of Sunday morning. Denver Broncos are two and a half point favourites in this one over under 45 and a half, Lee. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is one twenty kickoff. So obviously, if you if you've been out onto the pub, uh, picking out time. <laughs> if if you didn't get if you didn't get drunk too early and you you managed to say the course, you can pick yeah, up this exactly. game and you get back. If you, if you can handle your beer, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, go and get a kebab on the advice of Tim, and then uh, settle down for some Saturday night football. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I expect you know after Denver's unexpected loss against the Niners, I expect them to come back and take this one to finish the year. Um, there's not a lot riding on this game. Maybe a little bit for Denver. have got some outside chance of the playoffs, uh, but they pretty much need to win out. I would say, um, you know, to to have a chance. Mm. Um, Cleveland now making the playoffs, but they're playing with some fire, and that sort of it gives more meaning to the game. And um, Freddie Kitchens looks like he's coaching for a job. Um, the helmet offense is really fun, um, and he's sort of like a fire under the players. And it's been really good for the Browns. Uh, and plus, I don't really see Baker Mayfield ever just playing out games to finish the season. Because that's the sort of mentality that he's got and what's making that locker room a lot more, more positive and a better place to be. And it's what makes me think that Cleveland are going to be pretty good uh, quite soon. Uh, yeah, Denver are going to take this one, I think, at home. Um, but yeah, it should be quite a good game if mm. you want to stay up late on a Saturday night and sort of whet your appetite for the main course on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Denver do get a quite a decent home field advantage, don't they? Obviously, being at altitude, it'd be interesting to see how Cleveland play in in this one. Um, I think it'd be quite a close one. I'd say the two point five is probably just about right. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put anyone off back in uh, Cleveland plus two and a half or maybe slightly lesser odds. Take the take the field goal in case it's uh, a field goal game, which quite quite easily could be. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, watching that one after all the beers. What 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 beer what beer do you drink? Um, more of a uh, an IPA person, to be honest with you. Oh. Yeah, you, I'm living Brighton hipster. now, obviously, so it's all like a craft ale. <laughs> yeah, hipster. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a dilly dilly myself. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, or, or just a normal yeah. bud, anyway. Um, yeah, no, good adverts as well for the bud. They are. They are indeed. Uh, what isn't a good advert for the NFL is Arizona Cardinals. They travel to Atlanta Falcons, who are the 10-point favourites. Over-under here is 44. And it's pretty much just an inept offence versus an inept defence. So something kind of has to give uh, Arizona 31st in rushing. And they've got D- David Johnson on their team. It's just uh, shocking. Uh, it should be a fairly David Johnson-friendly game. Maybe um, Atlanta fifth worst against the, the running back position. Uh, but here's a stat for you, Lee. Arizona averaged 14.9 first downs per game. The, the rest of the league averaged 20.8. Brutal, so wasn't, it? wasn't it? Yeah. So I think they're, they're uh, caught adrift um, at the bottom. I think they're the 32nd best team in the league. Mm. Yeah, yeah, certainly agree. Uh, I think they're, they're currently the number one pick, aren't they? No, it's the Niners. I think. Oh, it's the Niners. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Arizona got two of their wins against the Niners, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I think there's another team on the same win. Uh, mm. I've got standings in front of me, but yeah, I think the Niners, and then anyway, yeah, it's the Niners. To answer your question, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, that's a, going back to David Johnson, he scored less than ten fantasy points in the last three games, so quite hard to trust, but should be okay in this one. Might. Shouldn't get two games scripted out. Uh, tend to obviously Arizona get behind quite a lot, but their defense has played quite well. Limited Detroit last week, although they're not the greatest of offenses. They're just Kenny Galladay, 
pretty much there in Detroit. Um, so on the other side of the ball, the demise of Tevin Coleman. I had a little look at look at this because uh, I'm quite interested. So he's, he's in his contract year. Uh, he's had a very poor year for for guys that are normally in contract years. You know, you usually see that they have stellar seasons to try and get that next contract to get that next payday. But he's only had two two games where he's had a hundred or more scrimmage yards, and he's only had one game of a uh, hundred uh, hundred rushing yards or more. So. Uh, pretty poor from Te- from Tevin Coleman. He's been splitting the the workload with Eo Smith. Watched the uh, Atlanta Falcons game just a, an hour or so ago, just to kind of get a gist of but how both teams are playing, not just Atlanta. But um, you'd, you'd certainly expect um, Freeman to to come back next season and you know dominate how he has done. And Tevin Coleman certainly won't be back there. But question for you, Lee: Devonta Freeman next year in fantasy drafts. What round are you taking him in? Um, he's been. It's not just this this season. He's had an injury, is it? Like, no. a decent injury. Yeah. So that's going to affect him. People are going to give him that injury prone label. Mm. Um, so he could be dropping down to maybe third or fourth. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I think. If you can get him maybe fourth, fifth round, could be a could be a, a shot in the dark. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. I think he could be a bargain. Obviously, mm. the way he's played next season is going to determine that. But yeah, third, fourth. Like I say, maybe sneaking into the start of the fifth round, and uh, yeah, it could be a bargain for someone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll sign anyone on in the off-season. I see Jan Anderson's doing the rounds at the moment, so it wouldn't be surprised me to see him end up there. But uh, yeah, Devonta Freeman obviously been out for most of the season this year and has a lot of uh, concussion issues, knee issues. Um, quite a lot of people are just going to say no, but he's, he's coming back into Atlanta team that should fare better. Uh, their their defence has not helped mm. them this season, so you know the, the game scripts for for Freeman could be quite decent. And he hasn't got Tevin Coleman anymore to vulture touchdowns. Obviously, they were a great tandem uh, over the last couple of years, them two. Uh, but now Freeman coming back, hopefully next year with with no uh, competition and may, maybe the lion's share of that backfield. Yeah, well, Ito Smith's done quite well from what I've seen. Yeah. I've not watched since they've had so many injuries and sort of dwindled the season away. I've not watched as much of Atlanta as unusual mm. from what I've seen Ethos missed him pretty well so maybe he can step into the Coleman role as Coleman sort yeah. of finds pastures new yeah yeah maybe uh, be interesting to see where Coleman ends up actually uh, Levy and Bell will get the line will get the uh, pick of the bunch if you like but Tevin Coleman be interesting to see where he ends up um, might be a team that maybe go for Bell, but then you know Levy on Bell light. I'm not saying he's Levy on Bell light, but yeah, can certainly do a job maybe in a, in a new offense. And I say the Atlanta Falcons haven't helped themselves on defense, so not been great game scripts for him. But we should move on because it's the game that doesn't really mean too much in the NFC. Uh, another two teams that aren't going to be traveling traveling the playoff spots: Detroit, although they they still technically can reach the playoffs. Uh, I think hell would need to freeze over. But Detroit traveled to Buffalo, where it just it is where hell freezes over. To be quite honest, <laughs> um, Buffalo. Minus two over under here forty. Yeah, um, like you said, it was just if you did, you just kind of beat me to that joke then about Buffalo freezing over. But yeah, um, another game with nothing on it really, unfortunately. Um, but given the positivity around Josh Allen at the moment, I can't see anything more than a Bills win. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, it does, it's kind of strange. Obviously, the Bills haven't won a great deal of games, but there does seem to be this sort of like overriding positivity around them, which is it's quite nice actually, mm. <laughs> considering that they were kind of considered a write off even before the season started, given the sort of tumultuous off-season that they had and um, sort of the stick that he got as well. Mm. Um, apart from that, I don't really have much to say on this one, to be honest. So, um, you know, as I've sort of been a little bit down about the Bills recently and about especially about Detroit as well and find it hard to talk about uh, the games that matter or don't matter as much, um, I guess I'm the kind of person that would have made the pre-Brown, uh, pre-Baker Mayfield-Brown suck a little bit with my <laughs> attitude towards, um, you know, losing teams. What's keeping me interested, I'm going to put a question to you actually this way around. Okay. Um, 
So, obviously, next year, redraft leagues talking about. So, Josh Allen, where's he going to go? Um, ooh. Or round, I'm talking about. Sorry, yeah, yeah, round. I think, I don't think he'll get, ooh, that's a good question. Is he still I mean, a mid-round guy or is he a It's going oh, to be a double-digit round. The Double-digit round. I know he's a rushing quarterback and he's given a lot of hope to... But he's got no one there. Yeah, It's a dangerous one when you've, you've got to keep relying on rushing. And he's had a few injury niggles this season as well. Um, and I think there's just so many other options. And he's not a name that people are going to be going to be picking, are they? I, I think he'll, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still on waivers, personally. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, in Superflex leagues, it could be a quite a good pick-up. And I know rushing quarterbacks get a decent time of it in fantasy. Um, yeah, I'd I'd be surprised if he's picked up. Uh, I don't know if anyone, any any listeners out there want to tweet. Is that full ten yards? What round you will take Josh Allen in in redraft leagues next season? Interesting one, really, because I think some. Yeah, I mean, he might be one of those quarterbacks where quite a lot. Some people are high on him, and some people don't want a piece of him. But that's still enough for him to maybe go in some some weird rounds. Uh, but there's certainly enough caliber, decent. The the problem is the quarterback position so deep now. Uh, Josh mm. Allen is is always going to be overlooked for more sexier names or more maybe more safer names. But I suppose until Josh Allen becomes um, known for his safety because of the, the the points he gets with his legs, maybe I don't think he'll get he'll get drafted. But yeah, it's an interesting question. What how, what do you think? Do you reckon he'll he'll get drafted quite early or no, not early? Not, not I mean, early, I'm, but I'm talking yeah, maybe around nine ten. I reckon is his ceiling. Mm. Like you said, it only takes one person to really believe. To yeah, pull the trigger. Yeah. And the other factor it could be is an unknown one to us at the moment, but it could be sort of who comes in in Buffalo, yeah. uh, you know, receiver wise, running back wise, yeah. um, you know, who they draft in the offensive mm-hmm. line and how strong they look moving forward. Yeah. I've known at the minute, but obviously they must strengthen. So they, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of giving them a little bit and saying, yeah, you could sort of sneak into the yeah, 9th, 10th, 11th round at the best. And the offensive line as well, they probably have to draft. But yeah, yeah. One, of, one of my home leagues, uh, someone drafted Blake Bortles in round 11. Shout out to Steve Mine. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, if Blake, Blake Bortles goes in round 11, who knows where Josh Allen could go. Maybe Steve could take him in round 11 next year. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, uh, NFC North, Green Bay at Chicago. Uh, this one could be... Could be one for the ages from a Chicago fan's point of view. Uh, Green Bay on a five-game win streak uh, for, uh, against Chicago last five games. Chicago six-point favourites, though, in this one. Over-under is 45. Huge game for Chicago to, to rubber stamp their authority on the division. The Green Bay Packers can uh, still make the playoffs. Again, need held to threes over pretty much, win all the games and have a lot of things go their way. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Chicago... Bears are going to put that flame out quite quickly in the cold at Soldier Field. Chicago contained, obviously, the Rams at two six points last week, so I don't really hold much hope for the Rodgers and co, who was sacked four times last week against Atlanta, so Chicago should have a decent showing on defence for you fantasy owners out there. Um, the five-game win streak for the for the Green Bay Packers, did you know, Lee, it's actually last year was the first time they've taken the overall all-time head-to-head uh, from Chicago. It's now 97, 94 and 6. Yeah, so it's one of the oldest rivalries in the game, isn't it? Um, Obviously, both uh, quite storied franchises as well. They're quite a big titanic battle. And yeah, Mm. it's quite interesting. Obviously, Green Bay have been obviously under the uh, under the sort of uh, power of Aaron Rodgers for quite a long time now. So, Mm. and had the best of that recently, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, but say Bears have one have been leading that head to head. I think since the start. Let me just scroll back through. Well, since like you know the nineteen thirties, but that's you know a long time ago. Um, 
yeah, should be a good game. I think Chicago should take this one and, and say put the put the flame out on the Packers season uh, and say bye bye. I, I, I say I watched the Green Bay Atlanta game. I watched those. You know, on the last podcast, I, m- I mentioned that Joe Philbin used those two times out two timeouts both on Julio Jones catches. It was quite funny actually watching those. Um, the the boos after the uh, result, the um, call on the field stood were, were, were deafening. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. They've not had a good season of it, have they? Uh, down no. or up there in Wisconsin? No. No, uh, so if if anyone's gonna uh, overcome Chicago, uh, it's good. it could be Aaron Rodgers. I just don't, I can't see it happening. I'm not, I'm not gonna bet to do so. Uh, I'll probably leave the game alone. It could be a close one. Chicago might get a bit, uh, get a bit ants in their pants and get a bit scared uh, and and just maybe squeak it through by a field goal or something like that. But so yeah, it should be a good game to watch. And Chicago should should take the win on that one. And so they they can look forward to the postseason now pretty much. Uh, and you know, look forward to the number six seed coming to Soldier Field in January. Um, Oakland at Cincinnati, Lee. Cincinnati minus three, over under 46. Oh, yeah, 46. That, that's going to be troubled in this one for some reason. No, sorry. I, I mean, I think it is going to be trouble. I yeah. think it is going to be trouble. I think that's quite low. Yeah. Um, bit of a stinker of a game. Um, you wouldn't have thought that it was me who divides these fixtures up <laughs> and sort of chooses who uh, talks about each. Um, I can actually see it's been okay, as I say. I think 46 will be trouble. Uh, Carl's been better recently. Uh, hasn't made any errors for a while. Hasn't thrown any interception for a few, good few games. I mm. can't remember the exact number. Eight. I think you mentioned it last time, didn't you? Yeah, I think it's eight. Uh, yeah, eight. So obviously, that's your know, half season. That's mm. pretty impressive. Yep. And then on the other side, obviously, Jeff Driscoll's been doing all right with his legs, proving quite useful, playing some YOLO ball. Um, so yeah, I think it could be could be quite a high score. Uh, I'm going to take Oakland in this one though. Um, I just think after watching the Bengals last week, they. You know, they, they brought it back. They made it quite close but couldn't go over the hump with a bit of a, a sort of mental lapse, mental lacking, I think, in there. Uh, but that said, I've actually put Ty Boyd and Joe Mixon in my starting lineup for my playoff game. So, you know, cause I think bad defenders mean points. So, yeah. yeah, it could be a high score, but I'm going to back Oakland in this one. Yep, yeah, say so not me. Not a game many people will be watching, but should be should be a fair amount of fantasy points to share around there, as there should be in da- Indianapolis. Dallas, the Cowboys travel over to Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, Colts minus three, which I thought was quite surprising. The over-under here is 47. Um, and I know on the, on the podcast on Tuesday, I didn't really t- talk too much about the Dallas game. Uh, I got a bit, I went off on a bit of a tangent and didn't come back. But Dallas should have won that game by a hell of a lot of points. Uh, and also, I, did, I didn't have a shout-out to Brett Maher, who uh, nailed a 62-yard field goal just before the uh, half, which was a was was a big um, big play for the Cowboys. And the the turnovers Dak uh, committed, interceptions and fumbles, made that game a lot closer than it should have been. Uh, and I, I know we were waxing lyrical about Amari Cooper, uh, yeah, but Dallas should have won that game a lot more convincingly. Um, but yeah, back to the game in Indianapolis. Last time we played Indianapolis, we were trying out John Kitner. So thankfully, hopefully, Dak Prescott is a bit more of an upgrade on John Kitner. <laughs> My God, John Kitner. Um, played in NFL Europe for a little bit as well, I believe. Um, yeah, it's a fascinating game, this one. Indianapolis, not the greatest. Uh, similar to Atlanta in terms of uh, dual threat running backs and giving up a lot of points. So Zeke, if you're a Zeke owner, should expect a, a, a decent score. I'm talking 20, north of 20 points, maybe, because uh, he's obviously integral to our offence. But the other, other side of the ball, it'll be interesting to see what the pass rush does against the Colts because they've been one of the better teams at protecting Andrew Luck. I know they've given up six sacks in the last three games, but prior to that, they didn't give up a sack for four or five, uh, even maybe even six games or something silly like that. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how the, the Lions, you know, it, 
quite a lot of games these days. It's the cliche, you know, it's one in the trenches, and that will be true. That will be true here. So it'd be interesting to see who can come out on top of that. And I think the the winner of that battle will probably win win the game. But I fancy Dallas uh, plus the three there. I, I don't know why. It should be a pick'em game for me. I know Indianapolis at home, but Dallas that defense is very very suffocating. Yeah, no, it's been playing really well recently, haven't you? Uh, sort of turning it on just at the right time. Uh, as we were saying a couple of days ago, we spoke about Amari Cooper opening up for everyone else. Um, yeah, I feel like you say, I think there's going to be one in the trenches. Both, um, both lines of both teams have been playing pretty well, actually, recently. Obviously, like you're saying, protecting the quarterback on both sides really well. Um, and yeah, it's going, to come down, it's going to come down to sort of maybe a moment of magic or a field goal or, you know, an error or something like that. But yeah, it's quite a close one. Like you say, maybe a pick them. Um, maybe giving Indianapolis the three points because they're at home and you know seeing them as quite an even match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd go for the Cowboys in this one just about. Yeah, I mean, obviously coming into the season, it looked like a bit of a more, more winnable game than it than it does now. Indianapolis winning last week against Houston, grip between their teeth if they if they can win out. They've not they've not got the hardest schedule. I think they've got Washington and uh, the Giants left. Uh, and I know later on in the podcast, a bit of a teaser, a bit of a spoiler. We're gonna play a little predictor game and predict us who who are gonna be our six seeds uh, and and for the NFC and the AFC. So Indianapolis are on the thick of that, considering there are a load of teams there on six and seven, and the uh, Pittsburgh seed is obviously struggling to win the AFC North so we'll get to that a bit later on but a couple of teams going for the uh, playoffs in their respective conferences Miami at Minnesota Minnesota's seven and a half point favourites uh, over under here is 44 and a half yeah so finally got an interesting one uh, on my one hmm. I think essentially I described this as a, a sort of cross conference playoff eliminator uh, yeah. given the implications on both sides you know given you know even if that is a if that's a thing or not, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if I've just made something up. No, no, that. I like I it. I like it. Um, yeah, Miami in that pack, chasing the, the sixth seed of, like you say, we'll, we'll come on to that later. Um, and after the loss in Seattle, uh, Vikings could be in a position where one more loss, and they're out of the wild card, and they might not return. Um, the Dolphins sort of straight up refusal to die, and the fact that they're quite bored by the end of the Patriots game. Uh, means I'm, I'm going for Miami in this one, surprisingly, even though I've been banging the table for them to lose and be gone from the playoff race for quite a while um and yeah I, i'm not going to spoil it and sort of say where i think they'll end up just yet um but yeah i do think they'll win this one mm, i disagree i think minnesota are going to trounce me at miami oh really mm. i mean this it's that thing isn't it where minnesota flattered to deceive so much and you know i backed them against seattle um in you know the, the last week um, and then I've, I've been sort of against Miami the whole time, and they just keep winning, they keep hanging in there. Mm. So I think it's kind of my, finally made the tired turn in my mind, I think. But mm. I guess the last time I did this was when I finally backed the Bengals, and then they let me down, <laughs> and, yeah. and I never sort of spoke to them again. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just pondering or not whether I want to give you the point, the 7.5 for, for, for a match bet, but um, <laughs> mm, I don't know, can I do it? Can I do it? Seven point, seven and a half points. Mm. It's a lot of points. Uh, I'll, I'll have a think, and I'll come back to you on that one. <laughs> Um, okay, let's move on then. Tennessee at the New York Giants. Giants minus two. Again, I thought it was quite surprising, but Tennessee are awful away from home. Over under here, uh, that's not, I don't know what I've got there. Uh, 40.5? That can't be that low, surely. Let's have a quick look. Great radio. 43.5. I don't know why I've just got 4.5 on there. That doesn't help anyone. Um, yeah, this one comes down to what, what Tennessee are we going to get, to be honest? Uh, home, at home, they've had some great wins, but away from home, they've been awful, uh, apart from when they beat Dallas, uh, which was, I suppose, on the gist of it, a, a bit of a freak result, really. 
Um, but on their day, yeah, Tennessee the defense can thwart anyone. Uh, they are awful away from home. Uh, they have a two and five record away from home and only average sixteen point four points per game. So doesn't bode too well uh, traveling to MetLife Stadium. But they've not got to travel too far, I suppose. Uh, it's not as if it's a West Coast to an East Coast game. On the New York Giants side of the ball, uh, Odell, Odell Beckham dealing with that that quad injury, so that might come into into play when coming to put bets down on this game. But I suppose from a New York Giants point of view, you just give it to Saquon Barkley and he just does it does all the rest because it seems like he doesn't need no line to get it done. Uh, the Titans' defense has been pretty good, though. I think they've yeah. conceded at least points. Um, so yeah, you, you sort of look at the Giants' playmakers, and that's sort of the natural thing to look at straight away. But even without being spectacular, the Titans' defense has been pretty good this season. Mm, so yeah. um, I'm actually going to bat the Titans in this one. Yeah, I like Titans. Yeah, I like the Titans. Mm. Um, yeah, especially if OBJ doesn't play. I mean, Tennessee get beat over the top quite a lot on the on the corners and the on the deep ones, especially when they play the Chargers at London. But um, mm. Yeah, if OBJ doesn't play, there's not really a, a big deep threat down there, apart from maybe Benny Fowler, I suppose. He's he's gone down the field quite a bit. Um, yeah, and I quite like Tennessee in that spot. Give me give me a couple of points as well. Could be uh, a case to be made since saying this is another pick but yeah, give me plus two. I'll take that all day long. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're talking about deep threat with Eli Manning and quarterback, so... Well, yeah, quite. Um, yeah, talking of quarterbacks, try and uh, get more than two sentences out on this one, Lee. Washington at Jacksonville. Jacksonville, seven and a half point favourites. Over under here, probably the lowest of the year, 36. Oh, God. Yeah, I, don't think, I still don't think that's going to be trouble, to be honest with you. Um, we've seen obviously, a couple of slow starting games last week, and I think that this could be the same. What is it? Jacksonville versus the Redskins, eight string quarterback, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I know Jacksonville are bad, but I think they'll have enough to win this one. Uh, be, be a low, attritional sort of game. Oh, that's going to be um, Yeah, I think they'll get this one over the hump. Um, that's really all I've got to say on that one. Obviously, it's about as dead as they come. So mm. I'm going to split this over for a question for you. Um, so assuming Alex Smith isn't back from his horrific injury, who's going to be uh, starting quarterback for the Redskins next season? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? You can say the same for Jacksonville as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah that's true. It's, it's just, the, the annoying thing for Washington, obviously, it's, it's such a shame that they're, where they are where they are because they're so close to the playoffs and have been, have looked good, even overcome you know, Darius Geis injuries uh, and injuries to the wide receivers. Um, I, know, I know Sanchez is awful, but it's just a shame. Yeah, they're 6-7, and seven, they've played a lot better. Adrian Peterson is, is bald, I know, although you know, this week, last week and the next couple of weeks, I think he'll go back to being... Being pretty pretty awful to be honest, um, but it doesn't it doesn't set them up well for a, a draft pick next year, does it? Um, you know, the, the the quarterbacks usually go quite early, and I don't know if they'll be in a position to trade up or whether they want to trade up. Uh, they're committed to Alex Smith, so in terms of money, uh, I think it's fifty odd million over a couple of years. So you know, if, if Alex Smith isn't um, back to ready to return and hopefully you know, speedy recovery to him, obviously with the complications with his leg injuries. Um, but yeah, if he's not there, I mean, they've got to get just get someone on the cheap, haven't they? And I'm not quite sure. And it might even be Blake Bortles at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. Um, I kind of excluded Jacksonville for this one because I think they're going to be low enough, in, well, high enough in the draft order yeah. to take. But fortunately, like you say, that no man's land with their six wins uh, that were acquired earlier on the season kind of played them out of contention for all that. Um, but I've got a suggestion for you. Um, obviously, yeah, Alex Smith under contract for the next couple of years after this one. Um, but the next draft class after this one is actually really good. So how about just bridging with a veteran quarterback like Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I think it would have to be. It'd have to be someone that's yeah, that's either very young or very old, and like only got a couple of years left, so they can just yeah, like you say, bridge that gap to to twenty twenty draft in Vegas. Um, and say because they're quite pot committed now on on Alex Smith, so it's it's quite hard. To, I don't know what the I know the cap space has gone up ten million uh, next year by the looks of it. So there's a, li- a little bit of money there to play with, but quarterbacks are so expensive. Um, someone like Tyra Taylor would 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 fit the bill actually. Yeah, he wouldn't wouldn't command a lot of uh, sort of money while sort of Alex Smith on the sideline recuperating. You came up to one one year deal, um, and then yeah, you could draft in someone because obviously Tyra's probably not going to win too many games. Um, and you can draft someone, obviously the quarterback class is quite rich as well, so you can pick one up you know, throughout the first round probably, next, mm. next, the next draft after the, this one coming up. Yeah. And then you could have Alex sort of coach up your you, young man uh, for the third time in his career. Obviously he's done quite well with that recent, um, you know, in his career, maybe mm. asking to do that again. Yeah. Um, what about, um, throw, just throwing it out there, what about Ryan Fitzpatrick? Could be, could be, you know, he's another... Thought so he's most most definitely a bridge quarterback now. Um, another name is uh, Teddy Bridgewater. If he doesn't stay around in New Orleans, I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay in New Orleans. I, I think to be fair, I think Breeze is going to hang it up after this season. I think Bridgewater will be the starter in New Orleans. But if he's not, then why would he stick around there? Yeah. Uh, but I think the way that that starts, why did they trade for him on a rental when they've got Breeze as a starter? If he's not going to hang it up, and that's what makes me think he will. Mm. Yeah, or you know. We could give we could be sensible. The NFL teams could be sensible, and uh, Colin Kaepernick. Well, how you know, how has he not got a job yet? I know I know you. I think you're quite outspoken on on Colin saying he's not been in there for years. But yeah, there's there's a lot of worse stuff hanging around in the league. Oh yeah, no, he's when he the, the level that he was at when he last played, he's obviously easily good enough to at least you know do a spot start. He should be on a roster. He's he's good enough to be on a roster at least, you know, if at the level that he was back then. But he's not played for a good while. And also the other the other aspect of this that no one seems to consider is does he want to play? You know, everyone as soon as something happens with the quarterback mentioned all the time, and then when he's not mentioned, you know, to be in the running for that you know, to sign for that team, he's always mentioned. But he does he have the desire? You know, he's making sort of more headlines off the field now, mm. which is probably, you know, playing into the calls that he's trying to sort of support. Does he want to play? You know, and also he's got this grievance against the league, so I don't know if that would look good legally either. So yeah. I don't know if that ship sailed, to be honest with you. I don't know if people just need to move on from that a little bit. But yeah, it does make sense, obviously, it, from a talent point of view. Yeah, and I say if, if if none of those people come come through the door, Colt McCoy, I suppose, will still be there. So he's not he's not the worst, and say he could just they maybe just write off next season and and then go from there. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be worse ideas. You know, obviously with the the uh, strong class that's coming in twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Tampa Bay at Baltimore. Baltimore seven point favorites in this one. Forty six and a half is your over under. Lamar Lamar Jackson I know we said on the podcast last about worrying about whether he's not he's going to be able to complete games in the, in the NFL he'd have actually had a quite monster game last last week if Chris Moore would have caught that that long bomb uh, in the end zone should have done really it was right in his bread basket um, but Baltimore's rush yards in the last four weeks uh, combined you know quarterback and running backs 267 yards 242 207 198 that's a hell of a lot of uh, rushing yards Tampa, Tampa Bay allows 6.6 yards per play on first down which is usually uh, as we know a run play so suits up well 
uh, for Baltimore in this one to, to run the ball. They're at home. Tampa Bay aren't the greatest of travellers. Uh, but they, the defence has been feisty the last couple of weeks. But um, away to Baltimore. Baltimore should have their way uh, with Tampa in this one and keep the pressure on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, definitely. And all those Lamar stats that you were just coming out with, music to my ears, picked him up on waivers for my uh, playoff game, um, ditched Cam Newton, and uh, yeah, picked up Lamar to play in my game. So yeah. I have uh, a bit of a YOLO signing, but you know, if, if I'm playing against the best team in the league, I'm going to need a bit of a rabbit out of the hat, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I think the best team in the league uh, won 11 games, so you mm. know they're quite clearly class above. Yeah, no, I don't mind that. I'd say Cam Newton. I think you can drop him for the season now. Let someone else pick him up and and drop a drop a crap on your team. But yeah, Lamar Jackson is like we said with Josh Allen. Rushing quarterbacks get usually get a favourable scoring, shall we say? And Tampa Bay should, um, you know, as a home game, seven point favourites for Baltimore should be a positive game script. Lamar Jackson should. Uh, should get a, a decent score. And again, you're just worrying about if he takes a hit and has to come out of the game for a couple of plays. That's obviously, you're not going to get those points on your team. It's going to be an RG3 thing. But um, yeah, should be should be okay. I don't mind Lamar Jackson at all. Um, I'd, I'd have him as a top 10 quarterback this week. Yeah, good. That makes me more confident. I was a bit more... I wasn't as confident when I was picking it up, but I just thought, like I said, just whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever. YOLO, yeah. Jay Cutler. Get Jay Cutler in your team. <laughs> I am basically the Jay Cutler of fantasy football at the moment um, had, had record this year. Yeah, let me, he, he's, he's, he had full practice today as well Lamar Jackson so he should be okay um, yeah. I think it was an ankle injury wasn't it but yeah last couple of weeks he scored 18 14 19 and, um, and just short of 15 points um, with passing yards all under 200 doing a Dak Prescott um, but yeah once you if you've got the rushing ability there you're always going to score pretty decently so yeah could have a ceiling and I say if he, if he if he hit that pass to Chris Moore last week uh, he would have had a you know 25 to nearly 30 30 point game so exactly he's been te- he's been teasing us board the uh, Lamar Jackson hype train with me please <laughs> toot toot <laughs> Uh, okay, let's go move over to NFC West. Seattle travel to Santa Clara. Uh, Seattle are three and a half point favourites. Over under here is forty four. This is a one way traffic game for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, kind of crazy that the uh, the Seattle are only favoured by so little. To be honest with you, what was this? It was a couple of weeks ago that this game was played in Seattle, wasn't it? And it was yeah. forty some sixteen, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I can see something pretty similar to that. Uh, the only thing that makes me think it might be a bit closer is obviously it's a juicy rivalry game, a revenge game, obviously from a couple of weeks back, as I've just said. Yeah. Uh, I think the Seahawks have that, another beat into the 49ers. Mm. But the Niners really shouldn't care at all. Uh, one step closer to Baby Bosa for them. Um, you know, they'll be in a great position in the coming years to slug it out with the likes of Seattle and LA in the West for years to come. Mm. Uh, of course, they get their guys back to full health, which they've missed um, you know, so badly this year. Um, I'll be watching this one in the late slot on Sunday. Um, not a Sky Sports subscriber, so I'm watching the Pats and the Steelers. I've been watching yeah. this. You know how far George Kittle can get anywhere near the performance he had last week. Yeah, uh, I'll be, always be up for this. They won't want him to happen on them again. And this would be a good matchup in terms of the coaching as well. I think um, always good to see Kyle Shanahan sort of scheme it up against the feisty defense and Pete Carroll. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny actually. You usually get this once a year where two teams play each other within like, three weeks. I know Carolina have it with New Orleans the next this week and in two weeks' time. Um, but you tend to find when the first game is such a blowout like it was um, with these two teams, it's usually a hell of a lot closer. The you know, 
couple of weeks later down the line because it's it's really fresh in the mind and you're playing it's almost as if you've played them twice in a row kind of thing so you usually send them the matchup usually is a bit closer so just be wary there if you are hammering uh, Seattle that it doesn't always kind of work out how it did the first time around it's not like uh, Kansas City and and the Chargers that played in week one or you know all these teams that played in week one and playing now is a hell of a, a lot, lot different because a lot of things change a lot of injuries a lot of um, way philosophies and all that kind of stuff but yeah two weeks ago they obviously played or it can it can make it a bit of a dull, dull affair because they end up just cancelling each other out but it remains to be seen Seattle should should win comfortably though because they've got a hell of a lot, a lot more to play for though they probably are pretty much locked in the in the five seed yeah I would say so I think uh, yeah, I think they're going to win 10 games as I said on uh, Tuesday I mm. think they're going to finish strong and uh, yeah be a tough matchup for what well, we said Dallas didn't we yeah yeah um, talking of tough matchups New England at Pittsburgh the other 9 o'clock ga- or 9.30 game on Sunday this is of course the uh, revenge game for Jesse James's overturned touchdown catch last year which uh, went a lot a long way towards giving the New England the, the bye last year uh, in the playoffs it was a very controversial uh, the catch rule wasn't it uh, hopefully we, we haven't had many uh, in terms of the catch rules did he catch it did he not catch it um this year, have we? Yes, he's out of the league, so yeah. you know, maybe that's why. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh uh, plus two and a half in this one, which uh, was a good surprise. I'm quite happy to 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 buy that down and get a plus three, maybe. Uh, Over under here is 52. Should be a classic. Um, be interesting to see how these two teams play. Pittsburgh are desperate to not fall off a cliff, and uh, will no doubt at home give uh, very much an improved performance than they did against Oakland last week. So I, I expect Pittsburgh to come out firing in, in this one. It just depends on how well New England, who usually have their number Pittsburgh uh, in December or January, to see how they kind of stifle the, the Steelers. But the terrible towers at home, I, I, I going for a bit of an upset here. I think Pittsburgh will win this one. Yeah, no, I, I don't see, I don't see that happening. To be honest, I think I've got the uh, Patriots down to to take this one. It's not often they lose two in a row. Um, I know they did it earlier on in the season, so therefore, to me, law of averages say that to lose two in a row twice in a season for the Patriots just isn't going to happen. Mm. Uh, and obviously, it's you know, seven footballs a lot on the line. They've had Pittsburgh's number, as you say, so I just think all uh, stacked in the Patriots' favour. Mm. Yeah, one thing I can guarantee is that if ben, Big Ben has a rib injury, he's not going to stay on the sidelines for a couple of series. He's going to be in this game from start to finish if he physically can do. Um, but yeah, it should be an interesting one. And New England obviously need to win for the uh, first week by pretty much the same as same as last year, really. But uh, Pittsburgh might just need it that bit more because they uh, New Orleans next week or next up on the schedule as well. It's not going to be an easy one. So very important that they, they, they win this one. Uh, should have won last week, really, uh, with it in an easier game. But like I say, Big Ben 0-4 in Oakland. Uh, moving on to Philadelphia at the Rams. Carson Wentz obviously going likely to miss this one. So the over over underline I've got in this one's 52, and the, the handicap is minus 11 and a half. So I don't know if that's if, I don't know if that's incorporated to Carson Wentz being in or out. So just uh, check that when you come to bed it on on Sunday because it could change between now when we're recording on a Thursday to to Sunday. Yeah, I think it, I think it will include that because usually if they're unsure, they don't put the line, do they? So yeah, I true. think they will have taken that into account. I think that's gone out since I last saw it, so that would suggest that if they can nick all the you know start into account, I would say. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, um, this is a little bit like the Falcons versus Green Bay game last week. Um, obviously, when the we originally scheduled this game late on in the season, it proved like a real peachy one. But obviously, injuries have taken its toll. Obviously, the latest one Carson Wentz uh, for Philadelphia. Um, and now this looks a little lopsided, I'd say. Um, I yeah. think LA are going to run out quite comfortable winners. Not sure about 11.5. That's, that's obviously quite a big line uh, in any game in the NFL. 
Um, you know, they've. I think they can use sort of a game to get back on track offensively after going off the ball recently. Um, you know, Jared Goff's not played very well. Sean McVay's not coached it very well recently. But the Eagles are down to the bare bones at corner. So I'd look for Brandon Cook, Josh Reynolds to have big games on the outside. Yeah. And yeah, I'd, I'd say the Rams are going to win this one. Um, this could be game set and match as well for Dallas in terms of the division this week as well. Yeah, I just don't see where Philadelphia are getting the points from. Uh, I know Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP, will be at quarterback in for the for the Eagles, but Aqib Talib has been back now for a couple of weeks and they've looked a lot better on defence, uh, which is quite strange how one player can can underpin the whole the whole defence, I suppose, being a Dallas fan. I should know with Sean Lee um, in previous years. But yeah, I, I don't see where the, the points are coming for Philadelphia. So I, again, I, I can see Sean McVay wanting to get back on track, make a make a, an example of Philadelphia and, and you know, kind of... Put to lay, lay, the, lay down the ghost of, of last year a little bit and um, yeah, get back on track and try and, and just hope for New Orleans slipping up and, and getting that one seed back. Mm, yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, it's going to be lots of slugging out between those two, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, for that seeding, um, don't see either losing, which obviously takes us nicely into the next game. Absolutely, it's almost as if I did it on purpose. New, <laughs> New, <laughs> New Orleans at Carolina uh, is the Monday night football game. The Saints are favoured by six and a half. The over under here is fifty one and a half, which I think is tad high. Um, I'm not sure if there's any injury de- designation yet for Cam Newton, but I know he's been struggling with uh, with shoulder injuries. So um, I'd expect New Orleans to win this one. I know they're away and it's Monday night and what, and what have you, but New Orleans usually find ways to score and find ways to win. Um, so they should sneak this one. Uh, probably wouldn't play the six and a half there points on the handicap. But uh, Cam Newton last week had no touchdowns versus Cleveland, where he's had at least two every week, either passing or, or rushing, uh, except week one, which was, of course, versus Dallas, where he had the one rushing touchdown. But yeah, Cam Newton, uh, we, we mentioned C- Christian McCaffrey last week about you know his reliance in the second half of the season. And I don't I don't see why they would go away from that against the Saints. No, not at all. Um, Christian McCaffrey will be the offense again. Um, yeah, Newton struggling. He's he's going to be hampered again a little bit. Obviously, I think we saw him in the Cleveland game come off for the hail mary against. I think that says it all. Mm. He's really struggling out there, and the Panthers in general are really struggling. Yeah, and uh, he's slipping through their fingers, isn't it? A little bit, as we said. Um, yeah, I can't see anything but a Saints win. I think this will be quite comfortable as well. I, I don't think it'll be as tight as by the sounds that you're expecting. Mm. Yeah, obviously, if Cam Newton's limited or restricted any chance, then New Orleans. Uh, should should be comfortable in this one, but New Orleans give quite a lot of points up to the wide receiver. They they usually shut the run game down, so it'd be interesting to see what how, what kind of game McCaffrey has actually. Um, New Orleans usually quite pretty good against the against the running back, so interesting oh. game. But Carolina obviously needed to to stay in the hunt for that wild card spot, uh, which we'll get to the other side of the uh, betting with Adam. But yeah, New Orleans had now have the number one seed in their own destiny, so I don't think they'll let let they'll let it slip for a second time. I think it'll be a typical, you know, if they're shutting the running game down, McCaffrey will probably get about 15, 20 yards on the ground and have 100 and something on the other through the air. They'll just move him out into the slot, won't they? And just start passing to him rather than handing it off to him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That pretty much wraps us up for week 15. So let's do what everyone does usually on fourth down, and that's punt. Okay, it's time to win you some cash, some quiche, some quiche for week 15. Adam, we've not had uh, the best of luck over the last couple of weeks. I don't think we've uh, we've hit an acre for since, I think, was it week 12? Um, so hopefully we can uh, put that right this week. Um, as we're recording this on Thursday, we might, we might uh, get your thoughts on tonight's uh, slobber knocker in the AFC West between the uh, Chargers travelling over to Arrowhead to face the Chiefs. But yeah, not, not a great week for us in uh, week 14. No, quite... 
a few uh, quite frustrating ones. I was half a point off on my total Zaka, which would yeah. have been my first one that I've won. Yeah, I, uh, I had 47 and a half on the Bengals game, and it was yeah, 47. 47. Yeah. Um, Chiefs minus six and a half I had. That let me down on my handicap. Um, obviously, they only won by three because of the overtime. Yep. In fairness, we did hit, I hit four out of five on my any times. Mm. Although, obviously not the Akka. You hit two out of three on them. It was just one of them let us down yeah. on each. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've done this week, Adam, is I've, I've put a lot of effort into it. So this is this is the week where we're going to get some Akkas this week. I can feel it in my bones. Before we get to of the, the Sunday stuff, should we just maybe just cross over? I know that by the time this probably goes out, I might, might be able to get out the same night, actually. But, um, yeah, Thursday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs. And the LA Chargers, probably a bit of value to be had considering all the injury news. Usually that's where you're able to get your edges. Um, how, how do you see the game going? I quite, I quite fancy the Chiefs The Chiefs covering. Yeah, I, I, I think the Chiefs at home, I mean, it's Thursday night. Generally, you go with the home team anyway. Yeah. And I think the Chiefs are the better team mm. out of these two, even with the injuries. I mean, it's a shame with the injuries because this was going to be a really good game. Mm. And for them to be missing Melvin Gordon and, well, Spencer Ware is not really that huge a loss but he was still the main guy in the mm. running game just a bit of a shame really but I think the injuries hurt the Chargers more than they're hurting the Chiefs tonight and that makes me lean even further in in um, Chiefs way yeah I was listening to a Railwell podcast earlier and I think they were saying that the Thursday night football game the last 15 the the, the favourites are 14-0 and 1 on the spread that's um, that's a pretty good trend. Yeah, auto auto bet until it until it stops. I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably buy. I think the line is three and a half, but I think you'd, I'd buy down to get three, maybe two and a half points to get the hook back in your favour, um, and just play the maybe slightly shorter odds. But yeah, I, I I can see Kansas City winning by a field goal at least in this one because of the the short week and the injuries to them. Uh, yeah, but best, any any anything else you like there? Yeah, um, I was I, I was originally thinking unders, but then while I've been looking into it a bit more, I'm thinking because there's no real run game on either team, then I think there'll be quite quick scoring through the air, which means a lot of possessions, which should mean a lot of points. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a fairly high over. It's 54. It was 52, 53 earlier in the week. So it seems like other people have got that that kind of thought as well. Um, as for prices, I quite like Charcantra Quest at 17 to 2 on Unibet, um, just because everyone seems to have forgotten about him, but he knows the system, and he was there, well, he was there for four or five years before they released him. Uh, he has had, um, admittedly, two years ago now, he had 16 carries and five receptions for 116 yards and two touchdowns mm. against the Chargers uh, um, a couple of years back, so he can do a bigger role. He can do carries, he can catch as well. Mm. So I, I think he will get more action than other people expect him. There's no way I'm touching Damian Williams at nearly evens. No. I'm not going to touch Justin Jackson at that price either. No. Um, so yeah, at a higher price, I thought he was possibly a, a decent long shot. Mm. Yeah, I liked Chris Conley at 11-4. Uh, Tyreek Hill, obviously, with a bit of a niggling, uh, niggling injury, so he could always leave the game, leaving uh, a bit of uh, space there for Chris Conley. I know you said to me before the uh, we recorded that you liked his yardage. Um, and obviously, with Patrick Mahomes, I've gone with him any time last couple of weeks. This is probably the week where I don't I don't get on him, and he, and he comes in at 9-2. But, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. I'm not, I'm not getting on him this week. No, no. He, he just hasn't been rushing that much. No. Um, well, he's been rushing around the pocket, but then throwing it away he's not had to properly rush himself yeah the uh, Chris Conley yards is over 29.5 on Skybet I think it was 36.37 on uh, Bet365 there's a weird disparity with Patrick Mahomes he's 
289 on Skybet, which you would probably take the overs, and he's 313 on Bet365, so it's a nice middle if mm. you did uh, fancy doing that. Yeah. Like I say, I'm pretty sure it'll go over. Mm. Yeah, nice big juicy middle there, like a big old steak. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on to Sunday then. So let's start off as we always do. Moneyline Acker, who's your who, who's who's going to turn it around for us this week, Adam? I have a fairly miserable Acker this week. It's a fourfold, and it comes out at two point four eight to one on Bet on Betfair. I've got Atlanta at home to the Cardinals, uh, Seahawks at San Francisco, the Ravens at home to Tampa, and the Bears at home to Green Bay. Mm. Uh, like I say, very short price, but Arizona are pretty awful, especially on the road. Um, Atlanta, while they have been pretty garbage recently, uh, they're at home, back home in the Dome, so I think they should be able to put up a few points. Um, the Seahawks, they just they just win. They, their stats aren't great. They have the probably the best red zone defense in the league um, from, what, from what I see. And while San Francisco did put up a lot of yards against them last time, they were blown out still. Hmm. Uh, the Ravens are far better than the Buccaneers at home. And the Bears, their defense should be able to to um, keep hold of Aaron Rodgers. And I think they it won't be pretty because the Bears games aren't. But I think they should have enough to beat Green Bay. Yep, I agree with three of those. I've got a five. I've got five folds. I've gone for your three: Chicago, uh, Baltimore, and Seattle. Pretty much for the reasons you said. Um, and the other two I've gone for are Houston on Saturday night. Just be aware, folks out there, that there are a couple of Saturday Saturday games this week uh, for either betting or your fantasy football teams. And then the other one I've gone for Minnesota, who are in a prime bounce back spot at home to the Jets, who are trash. Uh, oh, sorry, Dolphins. Well, they're both trash. They're both AFCs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dolphins, yeah. Dolphins aren't great away from home. Uh, and I know Minnesota in a dome, but yeah, when, once you take uh, Miami out of uh, the heat, they don't tend to do too well. So I've gone for Minnesota, who should be able to run all over uh, Miami Dolphins. Those five there, Houston, Chicago, Minnesota, Baltimore and Seattle, uh, just over 4-1, to 4.2-1 to one on Betfair uh, with those those five. So hopefully those can... Uh, can change our fortunes over the last couple of weeks uh, say week 12 I think was the last time since we've hit an acker so let's move on to handicaps and uh, Adam I've gone Houston minus six I've gone Minnesota minus six and a half which is slightly less than I've bought I've bought kind of a bit of a, a half a point or a point there uh, and Seattle minus four and that's 5.75 to one with the uni bet uh, Houston traveling to who they're traveling to I can't remember who they're traveling to now Jets. Jets, yeah, getting me Jets and me Dolphins mixed up. Uh, yeah, travelling to the Jets again. Houston uh, just should have too much defensive uh, prowess against that that Sam Darnold's uh, pr- interception and and turnover prone quarterback. So minus six, quite. I think I think they'll cover by a, hand, a, a touchdown there. Minnesota again, like I say, I think they'll run all over the uh, Dolphins. And I'm quite happy to take the hook there and pay for a bit more on the price. So it's minus six and a half. And Seattle, really like Seattle, minus four. I don't care that they're away. They're only going down down south, uh, still in California. So minus four, I thought, was actually quite generous. I thought I'd be paying around about a touchdown for that. So, yeah, those three are my handicap. Who do you, you like this week on the handicap? Yeah, I uh, quite like the ones you've gone with there. Um, I, haven't, I, I thought we might have had some correlation with these, but no. Um, I have the Giants. Uh, minus one and a half at home to Tennessee. I've got the Bengals. I've actually decided to try and take them this week. Minus two and a half home to Oakland. And I got the Panthers getting six points at home to the Saints. Uh, that is just under six to one on Betway. Mm. Um, the Giants are they're the Giants. They're, they're quite difficult to pick, but it was more a fade of Tennessee on the road. Tennessee have not been good on the road this season. Yeah. Um, and the Giants last week finally realised that all they have to do is give the ball to Saquon and he'll, 
he'll do everything for them. So I, I think they should win that game, and one and a half the spread pretty much is uh, meaningless there. Um, the Bengals, it's uh, it, it's really <laughs> risky taking the Bengals. I, it's just I think this could be their their last win of the season. They've got the Browns and the Steelers after this. I mean, it'd be I wouldn't mind if they lose this and the Browns and then beat the Steelers to stop them getting in the playoffs. That would be just the only positive of the season. Um, but yeah, they're minus two and a half home to an Oakland team who are pretty poor on the road as well and are coming off a big win against the Steelers. This is a bit of a letdown spot for them. Um, the Panthers getting six at home. I should probably have bumped that up to seven, to be honest. Um, the It's a divisional match and the Saints have, they seem to have been struggling a bit recently. They don't really, they haven't really been clicking on offense. So they will need to get it back together. But I think... Um, I, I, I'll take the Panthers. So it's actually six point five now. So that little extra half point, I'll take that. You've missed. You've missed the opportunity to say the Saints won't come marching in there, but I'll. Uh, oh. yeah, you've missed it. Absolute prime spot there. Um, oh, I must. No, I must I'm say, I don't. I, I don't like. I don't like any of those that you've put. So uh, good luck. Good <laughs> luck. Good luck to you. Um, yeah. Not again. The Giants. Most of those teams that you've you've gone for there are teams I'm just leaving alone. I'm not sure about Cam Newton's status and health. Uh, he's taken a dive over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think he's got a bit of a shoulder injury. Giants and Tennessee are teams that I just can't, I can't judge. I'd rather take the point and a half. I think Tennessee, but I, if I'm if I'm the Giants, I probably want a couple more points there. And then Oakland and uh, Cincinnati is just a game I'm going to leave well alone. Both teams have not really much to play for, so it could be absolutely anything. But yeah, good luck to you on those. Okay, let's move on to uh, total points then. Uh, I had a couple that I actually quite liked. I haven't gone for like, gone greedy and gone four or five, but uh, I did consider Dallas and Indianapolis under 47.5. I thought that was quite a high line. Could be a bit of a funny game, that one. Defence is coming out on top. Dallas games don't tend to, to be that high scoring. Uh, if it wasn't for the overtime last week, I think they would have gone under as well. But uh, yeah, the three have gone for uh, Green Bay away to Chicago under 46 and a half. Uh, I just think Chicago has shut down Green Bay. I know Aaron Rodgers is there, but uh, Chicago did did a hell of a job you know, limiting the Rams to six. So God knows what they could limit the uh, Green Bay Packers to. You know, barely might even be double digits. So, so I don't, I don't, they're not a team that score prolifically um, generally. And Mitch Trubisky didn't look great last week as well. So quite happy to take the under there, 46 and a half uh, in the cold. And the other ones I've gone for, New England versus Pittsburgh. I've gone for over 51 and a half. Could be a shootout. Um, both teams need to win. Uh, New England need to win just because of the, the seedings, wanting to get in that week by. And Pittsburgh, obviously, now are in a bit of danger in the AFC North. So it could be a bit of a shootout there in New England, both defences. Pittsburgh is, is obviously much better at home as well. They usually score a lot more points at home than they do away. And they obviously they need to have a bounce back from that Oakland defeat last week. And then the last one, Philadelphia versus the Rams. Now, the, the news about Carson Wentz is a bit annoying because that's going to bring the points total down a little bit. Uh, when I looked at it earlier today, it was 53.5. It's down to 52.5 in places, but I'm still going to take under on there because I just don't see Philadelphia scoring that many. This Rams defence has been a lot better since Saqib Tlaib's comeback, and 53 is quite a high, a high one. Uh, Philadelphia defence still playing quite well, although they're going to get beat in that secondary all day long by Brandon Cook, Robert Woods, and all the rest of them there. So uh, a bit of a bit of a risk that one maybe, but under 53 and a half, you know, it could be a 30 to seven type type game. So uh, those are my three, just over five to one on ten bet there. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I I don't really like any of the spreads this week. No. I was struggling with all of them. So yeah, picking uh, picking the ones I did was kind of I, they're the ones I preferred. Um, yeah, the tell you, I, I I couldn't really call the Cowboys versus Colts. Like you said, it's a 
pretty high line, but the Cowboys seem to now have the ability to score if they need. Yeah. So, and I think the Colts will, I think Andrew Luck will still be able to get points against them. So that's, that's why I avoided that one. Um, the Packers Bears, I agree with the under there. I, th- I think that's a fairly good one. And um, I have also taken uh, the Steelers and New England. Uh, I've got over 52 on, on 365 with it. So yeah, I've got uh, Steelers versus New England over 52. I've got Tampa Bay, Baltimore under 46 and a half. And I've got Minnesota, Miami under 44 and a half. Um, the Vikings fired their offensive coordinator this week and it seemed to be mainly because they wanted to run the ball more. Yeah. Um, so that should slow the game down and I can't see Miami putting up many points on the road. Nah. And the pretty much the same with the Ravens. The Ravens defence should be able to stifle the Buccaneers. Uh, Jameis took a knock to his knee at the end of the half last week. He did, yeah. And it seemed to... I'm not, I'm not sure whether that was the reason why they were garbage in the second half or whether it was just that blocked punt uh, changing all the momentum, but mm. if um, if he was struggling with it, then I can't see them putting up a huge amount of points against Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's five point nine five near enough six to one. Very sure nice. Yeah, I like it. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go for what are we going on? Uh, Any times now? Obviously, because we're recording this on a Thursday, a bit hard because no prices are out, and uh, generally it's Friday evening that we usually do it where the prices start filtering through. So I'm just going to give you a couple of a couple of players that I'm I'm looking towards. Not necessarily the big prices. Uh, I haven't really had had too much of a deep dive into those, but some of the other ones I've looked at: Brandon Cooks at Vill- uh, versus Philadelphia, Joe Mixon versus Oakland, um, Nick Chubb against Denver, and Dalvin Cook against Minnesota uh, against Miami. Uh, and the Minnesota defense as well could be a decent one. Um, I haven't, I haven't done a, a, a defence or a special teams for a little while, so I might uh, put that flavour back into the old pot. Um, but yeah, if anyone, anyone out there listening, uh, we'll, we'll put it on uh, Twitter like we always do on Saturday or Sunday when the uh, prices are more readily available. Uh, Adam, have you had a, a quick look ahead yet and any you like? Yeah, I, I've got a couple that you mentioned. I had Mixon slash Doug Martin in that game because the oh, Bengals one defence yeah, is awful. Yeah, Doug Martin. Um, Dalvin Cook was the other one I had that you mentioned. Then you got Philip Lindsay and Zeke. Um, the Colts are very close to overtaking the Falcons as the worst against pass-catching running backs. Ooh. Uh, so you can see Zeke getting one or two or three, really, yeah. this week. Um, and there, Lindsay against the Browns. Browns run defense isn't, I think it's 18th, 19th in the league. And obviously, Lindsay's been very good. Um, they mm. were my probable shorter-priced ones. Uh, possible bigger-priced ones. Kenneth Dixon for the Ravens. He seemed to be the main man when they needed... Uh, points last week. Uh, Eli Maguire for the Jets. I think Crowell and Anunwa have already been ruled out for them. Um, so Maguire will probably be the main running back. Uh, Marcus Murphy was one I did have Ooh, listed. Yeah, but like it. By the sound of it, um, Shady's back in training or he was at training. Um, obviously, it would rely on him and Ivory being banged up still. Hmm. Um, and then Njoku against uh, Denver because Denver are rubbish at defending tight ends. Mm. like it yeah so we have to wait to see uh, what prices they are before we stick those up so a couple more left to get through so upset of the week uh, I haven't if, if you've got one already then yeah. um, I'll let you go with yours yeah. while I have a quick nose <laughs> I've got a couple I had consideration Cleveland um, to beat uh, Denver Denver had a bit of a funny result last week so I just wonder if that's kind of knocked the stuffing out of them a little bit in Cleveland 
uh, seemed to have a bit of momentum, so uh, they were, but they were a bit too short for me. So I've actually gone for Tennessee uh, away. I know Tennessee are awful away, like and all the reasons you said, but they're playing the Giants. The Giants are are done for the season. Uh, OBJ again is a bit questionable with the quad injury, and Tennessee are still in the playoff hunt in the AFC somehow, some way. Uh, that's how bad the six the place for the the race for the six seed. Uh, is that bad? So yeah, Tennessee might just steal one uh, and get out of there in New York, and they're sixty-seven to fifty with Marathon Bet. Didn't really like anyone else. No, no, it's quite a quite a tough one to pick, isn't it? I mean, I mean, all my see. my handicaps are all minuses, so it shows you that I'm not really don't like a pl- I don't I haven't taken anyone to, with no. points. So no, there's um, possibly the Raiders twenty-nine to twenty. Um, obviously, I did. I have already said Taylor Bengals, but if there is going to be an upset, they you wouldn't really, you wouldn't hugely call it an upset, but mm. for some reason the odds are um, a little bit weird on it. There's obviously it's twenty to twenty-one for Oakland plus three, and then you're getting twenty-nine to twenty for the money line. Mm. But then you look at the Titans who are plus two, twenty to twenty-one again, but they're only eleven to ten on the money line. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously that's had a lot of money on the money line for the Titans. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I'll go Raiders, uh, twenty-nine to twenty. All right, fair enough. Okay, so the last two. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so we can confirm those when we put it out on social media on the weekend. Uh, so that just leaves us naps and next best. Have you got any of those? I've, only, I've got one uh, that I'm going to put. I'm not quite sure if it's a nap or next best yet. It's probably going to be my nap. Uh, it's just Seattle minus four. Yeah, I will probably go with a prop or a touchdown score. I'll probably go Doug Martin for next best. Mm. Um, but again, I'll, I'll wait till. We put them on the website for those when we've got a few prices and we know where the land lies. Yeah, yeah, and so hopefully we can uh, do a lot better than last week. And I say this is going to be the week where we get a couple of hackers in. I can feel it in my bones. Um, don't forget, obviously, Adam does a lot of work on his website at uh, tdtips.com and for give him a good old follow on Twitter as well at Touchdown Tips. It's very much worth a follow, very good information, and he puts a lot of time and effort into his write-ups, doesn't he? <laughs> Yes, I do. I've just uh, just finishing off fifteen hundred words on the Chiefs versus Chargers game for tonight, which will be going out in a minute. Yeah. So there you go. Give uh, give Adam a nice Christmas present and go 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 and get his uh, his visits of his website up. And if you win money, send me some beer tokens on uh, my <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Well, to be to be honest, we've uh, we've not done bad this season. Collectively, we're seventy five pound up to a pound level stake. So. Yeah, we've been saying for a few weeks you could lose all the rest of the season and we'd still be in profit. Obviously, yeah. we seem to have jinxed ourselves with yeah, that. Yeah. We, we don't want to lose every week. No. But, uh, yeah, seem to have screwed ourselves with it. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll bounce back this week. We'll we'll get we'll get one of one but one out of the six from us. I mean, if I don't hit a two and a half to one fourfold, then. I should probably just give up. <laughs> yeah, give the game up. Yeah, actually, I probably shouldn't say that because, uh, as you found out this week on Twitter, people remember everything we say. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about it. Amara Cooper Jersey <laughs> coming someone's way at some point. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if it wasn't to be fair, we've had a, quite a lot of luck on the old the outside any time touchdown scores, haven't we? Really? I think that's where the the bulk of our our luck has come uh, for that profit. So, but not that we're yeah. moaning. So if you're gonna if you're gonna follow it, follow it all, and you, you, you'd have been looking rosy at this time, been able to maybe buy an extra Christmas present or. Two. But hopefully we can uh, win you another couple of Christmas presents come Sunday. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, I'm feeling fairly confident. The the, the, uh, t- the outside touchdown scores is where I pretty much where I started, and that's where I used to be very good at. So yeah, it's no real surprise that we're doing well there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, mate. We will. Good luck with all your bets on the weekend. So we'll send us over those, and we'll put it up on the old social media at Full Ten Yards, and we will speak to you next week. 
Yeah, brilliant. Cheers for having me on, Tim. All your best bets there for week 15. So before we close out, just a couple of bit of extra fun things uh, to do. Obviously, we're deep in to the uh, wild card play, uh, playoff races. So what I thought would be quite good to do, Lee, is if we go through the, the teams that are in those play, playoff wild cards uh, hunts and just go through you know the predictions of the games for each of the games and just see where we come out and see who comes out with the, the different seeds. Uh, AFC, we're just looking for the AFC North and the sixth seed and then NFC's sixth seed because pretty much everything else seems to be set. Chicago have the fifth seed um, in... Uh, sorry. Seattle have the fifth seed in the NFC and um, let the Chargers obviously the fifth seed in the AFC. So if we start off with the AFC then, so let's go with... Uh, should, we, should we do it team by team? Yeah, let's just go through. But obviously, the, the Chiefs are going to have the fifth seed, right? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, we'll, we'll assume we'll assume that uh, Kansas City win tonight, and uh, the, the seeds are, are how they are. Because you could technically do the Pittsburgh, uh, sorry, Houston Texans catching the uh, the Patriots, but we, we won't get too cute. We want to keep this nice and simple. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, um, I was expecting. I, I don't. I said I don't expect to win tonight. Yeah. So if we if we just go through team by team, I'll give you the I'll give you the who they're playing in each week, and you just say winner or loss, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll do the business and, and then go from there. Um, okay, so Steelers then obviously week fifteen in New England, home to New England. You've gone for a New England win. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Next week at New Orleans. Big L again. And uh, week seventeen home to Cincinnati. Yeah, they they always beat the Bengals. Bengals beat themselves sometimes in those games. So yeah, big W for them to finish off the season. Okay, so let's make them eight, seven, and one. Um, I think I think you've 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 got all these written down as well. So if I make a mistake, just let me know. Uh, let's go for Ravens next. Ravens this week are home to Tampa Bay. Yeah, the comfortable W. Yeah. Uh, week sixteen at the Chargers. Yeah, I couldn't lose that one. Ravens will lose, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chargers will take that one. And then week seventeen uh, home to the Browns. Yeah, I think the Ravens will take that at home. I think that'll be quite a close one. Uh, the Browns will still be feisty, but yeah, I think the Ravens will take that one. Okay, moving on to the Colts. The Colts, uh, week 15, Dallas at home. Uh, Dallas win. Okay, and then week 16, home to the Giants. Uh, yeah, due to, due to being at home, I think the, the Colts will take that one. I think that'd be a good game, though. Yeah, uh, week 17, divisional clash at Tennessee. Um, well, since Andrew Luck is the daddy of the Titans, it's a win for the Colts. Cool, so you've gone, that's 9 and 7 as well. Interesting. Um, Dolphins at Minnesota. This is this is where contentious. Uh, my past uh, sort of comment from the Dolphins mm. sort of made me humble pie. This one, obviously, I'm going to go for a win against the Vikings this week, as we said. Oof. Uh, home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another win. And week 17 away to Buffalo. And they're going to win out. Oh no way! Scandal, absolute scandal. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, which might make this one a bit. A bit silly, but um, Tennessee Titans, week 15 at the Giants. Yeah, they'll, they'll beat the Giants. Uh, week 16, home to the Skins. Yeah, they, the Skins are going to be limping by that stage, so yeah, they're going to win that one. And then judging by your, your Colts comment, they lose to the Indianapolis Colts, so that make, gives them a 9-7. and seven. Quite a lot of teams are 9-7, yeah? But I think yeah. uh, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. I, th- I don't think the Broncos can, can catch them now because you've got Dolphins. Dolphins at 10-6, and six, so they take the six seed then. Yeah, yes, yeah, really surprisingly. Um, yeah, I haven't done played the six seed, which is quite crazy, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, in a vacuum, I think that's how how they're going to fall. Mm. I had, um, funnily enough, I don't know, I don't know why. I'd say I've got a bit controversial. I had the Titans winning out all three games, and I've got them as a ten and six team. 
just pipping the pipping the Ravens there at nine and seven. So I've got the the Titans as my as my six seed, and Steelers winning the division. That uh, Titans Colts game could be really interesting at the end you know, for the last game. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Could, the next couple of weeks, but that could be could be win- on the line. Could be, yeah, could be a winning in game that one. Mm. It'd be like the uh, NFL version of uh, last fo- last day of the football season to check who's been relegated or you know, that kind of stuff with yeah. radio yeah. radios to the yeah. ears. I don't, oh, yeah. they, I don't think they do that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move over to NFC then. So Vikings are currently 6-6-1, six, six, and one, so they're, they're currently in the sixth seed. Uh, week 15, uh, Miami, you've obviously gone for a Miami win there, so I'm going to take, take that as a loss. Uh, week 16 at Detroit. Yeah, they'll, they'll be the Lions. The Lions are like the skins. They're just limping to the end of the season. I think even though it's in Detroit, I think the Vikings will go there and win. Cool. And then week 17, home, di- home divisional game against Chicago. Yeah, can't can't go against my Bears, can I? No. Okay. So that gives them a oh, that's a tough one. You've got ones, isn't it? One. So seven, seven, eight, and one. Yeah, that's right. Cool. And then so moving on to the Panthers, uh, home to New Orleans. You've gone for a loss there, haven't you? I have. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Week sixteen at home to Atlanta. Yeah, loss again. Ooh. And week seventeen at New Orleans is obviously a loss as well. That is, yeah, not 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 the got a lot of my hopes for the Panthers to be honest with you. They're still finished six and ten. Yeah, it's crazy considering they were six and two in week eight. Um, yeah. Eagles at Rams is obviously a loss. That's right. Yeah, uh, week sixteen home to Houston. Another big L. Another big L. And uh, finish off at home uh, away to Washington in week seventeen. Yeah, I, I think they'll I think they'll take that one. So that's what seven and nine. That's right. Okay, and then let's go to the Redskins uh, at Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, loss uh, that one at Tennessee. Uh, loss, as I said, I said yeah. that earlier. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that sounds so rude. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> and then Philadelphia's yeah. a loss as well, obviously. So they're six and ten as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, not, not very, not a very good looking six seed here. No, no, it's uh, it's not a great picture in the NFC. Um, I've gone for the Packers as well. I've included them in this. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. At, at Chicago. Uh, yeah, they're going to lose that one, I think, as we've said. Yeah. As we've both said, sorry. At the Jets? Uh, yeah, they'll take that one. And yeah. then, obviously, they'll take the Detroit at home on week 17? Yes, yes. So that gives them, what, 7, 8, and 1? That's right. 7, 8, and 1. So what, they tie tie with the... The Vikings take it on the head-to-head because they tied the first game and the Vikings yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. They stay behind the Vikings. Yeah, close, close stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I, I still ha- I had the Vikings uh, as a six seed because they won winning in Miami and winning at Detroit, so eight, seven, and one, and then all the other teams not doing a lot. Those the Panthers, Eagles, Redskins, and Packers really are a sorry bunch, aren't they this year? Yeah, exactly. For the Eagles and the Redskins, it's all about injuries, isn't it? And then Panthers just fell off a cliff. I think yeah. will that be eight straight losses to end the year if it goes the way I have predicted? Yeah, yeah, I certainly, think. certainly could, certainly could so, see a world where it happens. Riverboat Ron doesn't keep his job in that scenario, I don't think. No. No, absolutely not. Okay, right. That's the uh, that's all your the the wild card playoff race all broken down there by yours truly and yourself, Lee. Uh, be interested to see how they all play out. Uh, any any different opinions? Get in touch with us at Full Ten Yards. Let us know what you fancy. And when the when the playoffs come, just a bit of a spoiler alert. When the playoffs come, we're going to be the January competition for the jersey. We're going to do like a, a good old playoff bracket. Who doesn't love a playoff bracket? Um, and get you to get all you listeners out there to predict who's going to you know all the different games in the in the playoffs and who's going to win the Super Bowl and
and whoever has the most correct predictions will win the jersey but more on that uh, in due course once we know who all the seeds are but yeah it's always interesting to, to play a little prediction uh, and see how we do in, in terms of comparing that to real life but before we go Lee obviously it's Christmas and the best thing about Christmas is obviously pantomimes so I've come up with a little game for you it's called fantasy football I mean that's just genius if I do say so myself I did like this feature when you when you texted this over to me uh, yesterday so yeah looking forward to this yeah more more cheese than the Cathedral City uh, factory <laughs> But uh, ho-hum. So I've got three players here, each of the positions in fantasy football. I'm going to give you a player and I'm going to give you where they may or may have not finished. Uh, and you've just got to say, oh, yes, oh, yes, he is. Or, oh, no, he isn't. Uh, in, you don't you don't have to do it in the true style of pantomime. I'll let, I'll let you off of that. Um, but, yeah, I thought it'd be quite a good game just to kind of get a bit... Uh, Kind of get a, a little reflection on, you know, quite a lot is made of, of when you go into drafts, quite a lot of people look at just like the whole year as a, as a, as a whole uh, in terms of stats and kind of make their decision based on that. Whereas, you know, the, the pros or the, the guys that are more into it will look deeper into, into the numbers and make more of a, an informed decision. So let's start off with the quarterback position, Lee. Big Ben Roethlisberger is a top, top three quarterback on the season. These are all standard scoring as well, not no PPR. Oh, no, he isn't. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, wow. Wow, well, I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a top three quarterback on the season. Wow, very, okay. Right. Very, very uh, surprising. Okay. He's actually quarterback two on the year. Wow, okay. Who's, wow, who's one? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah silly question. Mm. Any, uh, do you want to have a guess at three? Uh, Breeze? Correct, yeah. By a point. Well, yeah, okay. by a point, yeah. By uh, a point from fourth or by a point from Roethlisberger? Point from fourth. Oh, okay, so. Okay, next one up. Uh, Russell Wilson is a top 10 quarterback. Uh, oh, no, he isn't. No, he's not. Good, correct on that oh, one. He's had a few down weeks, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. Last week, yeah. one, for example. Yeah, and obviously they're more of a running team this year. Okay, finishing <laughs> off the quarterback position, Tom Brady is a top eight quarterback. Hmm, God, he's had a bit of a funny season. Um... Top eight, though, that makes me think that you've sort of pitched this in a certain way. I'll go, oh, yes, he is. Uh, no, he isn't. Ah. No, he isn't. No, he's a quarterback. He's, he's below Russell Wilson, actually. He's number 11. Oh, wow, OK. Oh, you, you sort of threw me off with the psychology there, number yeah. eight. Oh, I'm good at this, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving over to the running back position again, Lee. This is uh, standard scoring, so no PPR stuff. But James White, obviously a PPR kind of guy. James White is a top 10 running back on the season. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is indeed. Uh, he is not, I think he was actually number 10. Let me just get the uh, list up in front of me. Again, good for radio. I think he was 2, 4, 6, 8. I think he's 9, 2, 4, it's, 6, 8. Yeah. I think it's, uh, behind that, obviously, they've had quite a few injuries in the backfield. So I think he's yeah. got some more carries, hasn't he, than he usually does. Yeah, he's had, he had a lot of uh, big weeks as well, obviously being the only one there. Uh, okay, next one. Tevin Coleman, the uh, aforementioned Tevin Coleman earlier in the podcast, is a top 24 running back. Sorry, what was the number, sorry? Top 24. Uh, oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, <laughs> That's he quite is. a low, 24, so yeah. Running back, running back two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he is 25, 24, 23, 22, 21. I think he's the 20th, 20th running back on the season. Yeah, probably about right. Which is surprising. I, I thought it was quite surprising, actually, because he's not, he's, not he's not had a great year. He's had a couple of big games, but... Mm. Yeah, no, we were just talking about how he's going to be out of the land there and not had a great season, etc. Mm. But yeah, no. Mm. Derek Henry, for, for, for argument's sake, is uh, running back 18 after last week's performance. Oh, wow, yeah, that's, that's like... That's bad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's huge from that performance, isn't it? I would have mm. liked to have seen the numbers 
prior to that. Yeah, I oh know you've been well, well out. Well, I think probably been about outside the top thirty. Uh, but let's end off with uh, Ezekiel Elliott is a top three running back. Uh, oh yes, he is. Oh no, he isn't. Oh, okay. No. He must be like top five or six, though. He's top. He's fifth. Yeah. He's Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara at fourth was actually quite surprising. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm quite surprised at that. Mm. He doesn't seem to have sort of jumped off the screen as much no. as uh, he did last year. No, he's fifty. He's eleven rushing touchdowns and four uh, and four receiving touchdowns, and he's got three two-point conversions as well, which is quite high. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, so. Little wrinkle. Yeah. Um, quite easy, eight, eight points ahead of Zeke there in from fifth to fourth. Moving over to the wide receiver position again, standard scoring. Michael Thomas is a top five wide receiver. Of course he is. Uh, he is not. Oh wow! No, he's not, <laughs> num- obviously big Michael Thomas fan. Uh, <laughs> letting my sort of bias get in the way there. Yeah, yeah. No, he's number six by five, just under five points or something. But, uh, uh, okay, yeah. really close then. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you? I'm trying. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to keep tally. Uh, did, you, did, you, did you throw that in there knowing that I was a big Thomas fan and sort of thought I'd go big? No, I, I, put, I put him in because obviously he's had a lot of yardage. Um, yeah. touched, eight touchdowns on the season, but I just thought obviously his kind of... Um, what's, what's the word? You know, his performances go before him a little bit. You know, his, his reputation goes before him. He's, he's obviously been in the news quite a lot and Drew Brees and all that kind of stuff. And I knew, you know, top five. I'd, I probably would have said he'd be in top five as well, but um, no. He yeah. is... He's not top five. Torrick Hill, Devonte Adams, Adam Thielen, Antonio Brown, and Julio Jones. Mm, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, it's obviously those those touchdowns for Julio last week just shows you Julio Jones all those yards he's had. He's got five touchdowns on the season now. He's top five uh, wide receiver. Yeah, after that long drought, he's, he's sort of exploded a little bit, hasn't he, in the last few weeks? Yeah, in terms of getting over the line anyway. Yeah. Okay. Next one, Kenny Golladay is a top twenty wide receiver. Yeah, definitely. Of course, he is. Yeah, he certainly is. He's actually the number 20, uh, 20 on the dot. So, ah. mm. Poor week last week obviously didn't really help. But, um, yeah, I, say, um, I thought he was a little bit higher than that because I tried trading for him in our dynasty league. So mm. I thought he was about 16 when I was trying to do that. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I was going on. Yeah. If you wait till the if he has another poor showing in uh, Buffalo, you might want might have another guy at that. Hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how many of our guys listen to this, so let's keep that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, rounding it off then, Corey Davis is a top 25 wide receiver. Mm. Oh yes, he is. He's had a few big games, hasn't he? Yeah, he is indeed. He is the wide receiver twenty-three uh, in standard scoring, just above Golden Tate and Diddy Westbrook. Okay, Diddy Westbrook quite high then, higher than I expect. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to go too far down. Obviously, I don't want to say, oh, um, you know, Alan Her- Alan Hearns is the top one hundred wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he- oh no, he isn't. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the answer is to that, but that will probably bug me, so I'll, I'll do that when we finish off. Um, moving on, finally, to the tight end position. Uh, dumpster fire of a position, obviously. Trey Burton is a top 10 tight end. Oh, no, he isn't. He, oh, yes, he is. Oh, wow, okay. He's uh, tight end eight, which tells you all you need to know about the yeah. uh, tight end's position oh, this, this season. Yeah. So, yeah, like you say, it says all. He's been awful, yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Jimmy Graham is a top 10 tight end. No, he isn't. He is. He's number nine. What? Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Awful. And then rounding off, then final one. David Njoku is a top ten tight end. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. No. Oh, finally. <laughs> he's uh, number number eleven. I should know that. Actually. I think I've got him in at least one league. So yeah, I think he's made my team a few times. So there you go. Let's top that up. One, two, three, four, five, six, six out of twelve. So fifty-fifty. So not bad. 
But anyway, I know I know all the listeners out there probably would have played a little game along to themselves. So um, yeah, hope you did better than six. But yeah, it's quite, it's quite a difficult one. Like I say, it's more it's more just to put a kind of perspective on uh, end of season figures against you know boom and bust type stuff, and you know Big Ben being a top three quarterback, you wouldn't think it, but yeah, it just shows you he's been he's been he's been pretty decent overall. Um, yeah, that's going to round us off for the show. I hope you enjoyed uh, enjoyed that, listeners out there, and Lee. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that too. It's quite a good, yeah, quite quite a fun way to end the podcast. There with two yeah, little two little games. I'd love to know um, if anyone has got sort of their uh, sort of six seed predictions in the sort of way that we did. Uh, love to hear from everyone. Uh, you know, if you want to sort of uh, post that up on uh, social media and have a look and have a discussion about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll retweet the best ones. So yeah, at full ten yards, obviously for the Twitter handle, you know what to do by now. And obviously over there, you can find out details to win. Our NFL Christmas jumper jersey, uh, jumper jersey, NFL Christmas jumper by heading over to our pin tweet and sending us on the link there the uh, introductions to the show, the best one. I think you've only got another week, this time next week, I think will be uh, the closing date because then we've got to sort out obviously shipping and try, trying to get you there, trying to get it there before a reasonable time. Uh, but who doesn't love a Christmas jumper? I certainly do. I think it's National Christmas Jumper Day tomorrow. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I've uh, got that uh, going in my work, actually. Yeah, have you got any, any crackers? Uh, no, I, um, my mum and dad stitched me up with a really bad Christmas jump last year. It was like a, it made you sort of look like Santa with like a fluffy beard on the chest. All right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not uh, not gonna pull that one out again. Um, <laughs> we went out. We went out for a meal and we all wore our Christmas jumpers. So I had to walk around with that on. Oh Oh well, all right. We're we're going to get out of here. It's quarter to ten on Thursday evening, so uh, we say so we uh, we'll look forward to Thursday night football. Hope you hope you enjoy enjoy the game, Lee, when you stay up and, and watch it. I hope it's not too bad for you. Uh, I know you're, you're bracing yourself for a defeat, but uh, who knows? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's you know, it could be like a bit of a war of attrition, obviously, with both teams having some injuries. Um, but yeah, divisions on the line. It's sort of. Because we've got the six seed, the sorry, the fifth seed locked up. If we lose tonight, we've got to take that foot off the gas and rest up and sort of coast through the last couple of games. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, you enjoy that. Uh, so, and listen, all the rest of you out there, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate, re- really appreciate you listening. Uh, gives us, uh, makes us happy that someone out there is at least listening to our dulcet tones. But that's going to do it for the episodes this week on the Full Ten Yards podcast. And we'll be back with you on Tuesday, where we should have a special guest to help us go through all the Week 15 games uh, in the NFL. But uh, in the meantime, as it's goodbye from Lee. Yeah, goodbye everyone. Uh, hopefully everyone's cheering for the right team this evening. But yeah, otherwise we'll see you on the flip side next week. Yeah, and it's goodbye from me as well. Good luck to everyone in their semi-finals of the playoff fantasies, uh, fantasy games if you are involved in those. And in the great words, of course, of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com